Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the VPod. I hope everyone is doing absolutely fine. Today, I am joined by a very special guest, Anadika. Um, Anadika, would you please introduce yourself? I'm Andy. I used to go by Andy on Twitter, although my real name is Anadika. Anadika, okay. Um, and I'm from India. Um, okay, so first thing I'm going to ask you is how you joined High Fashion Twitter. Okay, so I actually discovered it by accident. I did not know that it existed at all until I started following some people on Twitter that I used to follow on Instagram, like Pamboy and all these journalists. And slowly I started discovering all these. I started discovering that there were so many accounts posting about fashion. And then I joined group chats. That's how I got into it. I joined it in August last year. I joined it about, I think, I think it was March, like the end of February, beginning of March last year. Okay. Um, how I joined. I was kind of the same thing. It was by accident. At first, I was um, met with Moodboard Twitter. That's how I discovered high fashion Twitter, through Moodboard Twitter. It was at first Moodboard Twitter, and I was like, oh my god, they post really nice pictures. I want to do that. So I, I would go and do this thing where I would take my own pictures because I thought that everyone was posting their own pictures. So I was like, oh my god, they take cool, really cool pictures. I want to do that too. So I go and try and take my own um, like aesthetic pictures. I'd like have a whole setup and everything. And then I learned that it's just Pinterest. Okay, so I started there. No, it's actually even better, you know, taking your own pictures, yeah. putting in so much effort. And that's amazing. And then I discovered uh, people posting about fashion and everything. I was like, oh my God, I like fashion too. Let me try that. And then the high fashion Megala happened. I was like, I have to join this, you know? And slowly I became part of the community. I joined, I discovered it after the Medgala happened, so I was a bit late. That's unfortunate. That was like the biggest event. Is it going to happen this year as well? Um, I'm not sure, but I hope so. It was fun last yeah. year. Okay. Mm. What right. did you wear? I didn't wear anything. I designed something. Okay. It was like an illustration. All right. That's cool. Because that because that was um, a category that. So I wanted to ask you, um, you're now the fashion editor of Edmord. Congratulations, by the way. Thank um, you so much. Of course, I'm so proud. How did that happen? What was the process? How did you find out that you were, or did you like talk to Lenny and uh, like discuss something how did uh, the process of you becoming the fashion editor of Enmore it, it was really sudden actually and I'm still in shock because he asked me that this Tuesday and now it's um, almost Friday here so it it was like almost out of nowhere we were uh, following each other and Obviously, I was aware of what he was doing. And I remember that back in January, I used to just dream that someday I would be able to contribute to the magazine. 
because what he's doing is so exciting. Um, and yeah, that was really inspiring that somebody so young uh, has mm. such a great vision. Yeah, I'm so proud of him. And I can't wait to yeah. see what he comes up with. Okay. Yeah. And the first issue was so exciting. Uh, it, it featured Louis Pisano and, mm. you know, Lenny's photographs. So, oh, um, yes. and, and then I once texted Lenny in January that, you know, uh, he, he, I learned that he was looking for contributors. So I reached out to him, oh. told him that I would be interested in writing for it. And then he said that, you know, we're not sure about the next issue because, you know, there, he ran into a lot of problems and wasn't so sure about the future. So I I, that got me so anxious, like, because um, I, I was so, like, proud to see his work and I really wanted the magazine to survive and grow. And Yes, of course. Honestly, I never, it was just a wild dream to be able to contribute to it someday but then I guess he told me that he had me in mind for a really long time so he has been thinking about it having a fashion editor so I think that our values sort of match and the things that we are interested in like avant-garde fashion culture and edgy stuff so I think that I don't know why he chose me but I'm so grateful Um, and I'm very excited I think what you guys are doing is very, very inspiring and very great. And honestly, I cannot wait to see and more just go global. It becomes really big a fashion magazine. Okay, so um, I do have to ask you, have you always been interested in becoming a fashion editor or like a fashion journalist? Yes, I, um, I, it, I guess... Two or three years back, I realized that if I ever wanted to work in fashion, it would be in journalism because I'm a student of English literature, so I was always interested in reading and writing, and I had no skills in like designing or sketching. But my like, I thought that this was the perfect path for me, and people like Fanboy really inspired me. So, so for any um writer being the editor is like the biggest dream and I cannot believe that I'm starting with that position it's absolutely (laughs) wild well it's great honestly it's so great I'm so proud of both of you and Yanis is part of it too he's the stylist I believe yes he's styling for them proud of everyone thank you that means the world all right, so since we're on the topic of magazines, I do wanted to jump on to our next topic, which is, do you think that magazines are as influential today for society as they were back in the day? Or has that changed? Um, so personally for me, I did not grow up reading uh, fashion magazines. So my view on it is as an outsider, I grew up in a very different culture. Online editions just cannot compare to what print magazines mean. The content in print magazines is, you know, like, it's not just about trends. It's slower and 
and they're like mm. books so they're more meaningful and people you know this thick this debate in the past decade because of social media and everything is just going so fast and people were questioning the relevance of print magazines but i don't think they're going anywhere and a lot of exciting things are still happening today like so many changes like ib tomorrow just joined dazed and then pamboyet perfect so exciting people and on the course i do think that they do have an influence on society however i do not think that they have the same influence okay hear me out um like before when people go to fashion magazines they like click at trends and be like oh so this is what we should wear this month this is what we should wear this season so like um they set the trends so much that every like single season they'd be like okay so if you wear this this season that it's uncool if you wear this this season that you're like so cool and you're accepted and everything however and it was like all about fashion however nowadays i feel like magazines are focusing more on mainstream you know like celebrities influencers and everything instead of giving it more into fashion yeah that is true like um especially the more mainstream popular ones like vogue the content is it's more like a business and yes. they're not they're aimed for everybody and then the then you know certain magazines like perfect or high fashion to you and on mode uh, our vision is to you know have an intellectual approach and talk about mm. social political perspectives and all that it really depends yeah. on the kind of magazine you're reading mm, definitely um i also think that uh because of this like there's just celebrities and influencers that take most of the magazines that it has lost its touch i also think that it also relates to you know what the gray background that has been going around for a long time now i feel like they've been focusing so much on this just like this the mainstream media that on fashion that they've lost their touch that's why they keep repeating the same covers and there's no creativity because you know they're not they're not trying to be creative they're just trying to sell you know and i feel like that has definitely has an influence on society because when now kids or like fashion enthusiasts go to take a vogue magazine since it is the biggest uh, fashion magazine out there they'd be like oh so this is what it is like just a gray background or just like a shirt and a t-shirt or something you know it, there's nothing like they don't see trends they don't see oh so I should wear this this season it's not that anymore no yeah that's really sad actually um i think that everything is available for free online so people are less willing to spend uh, so much money on print magazines people who are not like actively interested in fashion so um you know magazines like vogue to just save themselves and continue their business they're just trying to be more commercial it's it's kind of inevitable yeah but i still think that okay, uh, if you're trying to sell so much but you sell the same thing every single uh, month then is it really selling you know like 
would you go and buy a magazine that looks like any other magazine? Or would you go buy a magazine that has a bit of creativity in it and go, oh, this could inspire me to do something creative. This could inspire me to come up with a new idea for something. You know, like that has a lot of meaning than just, oh, this magazine. <laughs> yeah, I really don't understand what Vogue US does like. They are so boring and I don't understand what Anna Winter really wants and how they make any profit. But then there's um, British Vogue and Vogue Korea. Their work is really amazing and they really put in the effort to make something um, exceptional. Definitely. My favorite Vogues are China, Taiwan, Korea. Honestly, Asia been doing it right. <laughs> Yeah, like South Asian countries, their yes. fashion and everything is so yeah. inspiring. They have so much culture to share and it's really nice to see. Yeah. You know, and you, have you seen um, the new V magazine cover for Doja Cat? Oh, yes. I just saw those pictures on Twitter. Just brilliant. Amazing. Wonderful. It's honestly, I'm so in love with it. I just can't believe it. It's so rare now because it's just gray covers and bland outfits nowadays. Amazing. It surprised me. And did you know that it was inspired by Stephen Klein? I mean, by the Dream of Fisherman's Wife by Hokusai? I think it's like this painting. And I just find it amazing. I did not know that. I'll send it to you. References are my favorite part. Yes. And it's not it's not like plagiarism or anything. It's just inspiration yeah. and and kind of like appreciation to the odds that came before us, you know? Mm -hmm. When it's genuine appreciation, it really shows like sometimes it's just, you know, copying or it's just lazy. Let's talk about our favorite shows this season. This season, oh, it has been a lot. Only a few were good, actually. Like, I don't know why it's so boring nowadays. Just designers referencing themselves or like... I think they're trying so much to appeal to the younger generation and the mainstream that they've lost what um they're trying to do in the first place i mean for sacha i loved it it was fun but still um what it didn't <laughs> feel like for sacha it felt like other brands collaborating maybe that is the reason why some people like it i watched the live stream and i really i loved how the camera worked and the editing i okay. thought it was fun um but I, the clothes, the shoes. Let's talk about the shoes. The shoes were cool. The shoes were amazing. Yeah. I want them, but you know. Yeah, that was um, probably my favorite part. The prints were confusing. Like, it's definitely not original. No, that's the print, though. You know, the kind of like the snake thing. Does that? I know, on the bags, which, are, you know, kind of resembles Fendi and... Yeah, they never do that usually, though. Yeah. It's usually 
That's that was yeah. I saw that though. I was like, oh, they're into their monograms now. Mm. They usually have the gold thing, the gold um, what's her name, Medusa. Yeah, just that Medusa. was missing this season. That was missing, yeah. Um, okay, so what was your favorite uh show? Um, I guess for the whole experience, it's definitely gonna be Celine for me. I loved it uh, because it was like so escapist and that is what I was really looking for right now. So it's not biased uh, because you're in love with Heidi, right? Yeah, like it, it, if it was the same clothes on a runway, maybe I wouldn't have been so interested. Um, but I really like that, you know, the location, the idea behind it. What about you? What was your favorite? favorite i don't know um okay. i don't think i have a favorite like i have a favorite brand in everything but okay. i kind of liked it differently you know i i liked a few from this but i didn't like a few from the same one and i liked a few from other but i didn't like the, the few from the same one as well you get me yeah totally. um a brand that I collect all of their clothes, kind of. Um, let me think about this. Think Valentina. I really liked Valentina. It was simple. It was quite simple, but I loved the execution of it. I think it was the perfect collection. Like, not even a single look was a mm. filler. Everything was perfect. Yes, Christian Suriano too. I love that one. Okay, I did not look at it. I was ready. Yeah, I think I missed it. Um, Rick Owens was great. One of my mm. favorite um collections. Fendi, I liked Fendi too. It was, um, I felt it was much better than um, his debut with Couture for Kim Jones. Yes, yes. Um, Kim, I feel like Kim Jones is more of a ready to wear than Couture. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. What did you think of Burberry? Uh, it was interesting. I was looking forward to it because people were saying that um, uh, Ricardo had much more like freedom with what he mm -hmm. wanted to do and so there was like there was no monogram I hate that it's like one of the worst for Burberry um, I thought that the designs were interesting I do not personally personally like everything or wear everything it was a good thoughtful collection I see I love I really love the quotes in it Okay. Sorry. Um, what did you did you see Yoji Yamato? Yamamoto, I mean. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did. yeah. Um what did you think? I always love, I always love his collection. Um Me too. I loved it. It's just sublime. Like you can do a collection with only black pieces and yet everything stands out and there is something unique 
It's amazing. So apparently, Yoji is questioning himself about the future. And he said that he didn't want to give any interviews this season. So does he do that every other season? Um, does he share the, the show notes, inspirations? Usually. I mean, he has always been drawn to 19th century most. You know, he had corsets, hoops, and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did it again this season, which is kind of great. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, he usually, I think he gave a few uh, interviews in uh, previous uh, collections. But this time, apparently, he does not want to give interviews. Okay. Um, from um, I'm looking at the review right now. It says that um, he wanted to talk about the unequal impact that the pandemic has had. That is really interesting because designers aren't even acknowledging that we are living through a pandemic. Yes. And I wish more more uh, designers were using masks. And I feel like it really shows um, in his collection about the fact that he's talking about the pandemic because you can tell that there's this really dark aura behind it, you know? So it's very dark and it kind of has this uncertainty and this hidden... Um, Hidden agenda of fear behind it. Uh, yeah, and even the makeup looks reflect that there is, um, you're right, like the fear and uncertainty. And uh, that, that's why looking at it, like the first time I saw it, I was like, I would like to see this in a horror film because, you know, it has that uh, coldness of uh, melancholy. Um, it's just very. Very empty, kinda, you know? It's empty. Like, it has so much, yet it's empty. I hope you understand. <laughs> that is a really good observation. Like, it's kind of, like, poetic. God, I think, like, it's... Like, Yoji really shows that it's possible to create that kind of atmosphere or vibe without... Um, investing in a huge like fashion film or stuff like that. He just shows it on the runway and the clothes and yeah. everything. Not everybody can do that. Yeah. And I like that it's not like a hundred pieces. You know? Oh yes. Like when when it goes over fifty looks, I, I'm just exhausted. Exactly. Like why do you need that many looks? Is there like a fashion rule, like if you're a big high fashion brand that you need to have over a hundred looks or like eighty looks? I don't think that like there is no such rule. And when when brands do that, most looks are just like fellow ones, and they don't mean. Yeah, mm, like if that exactly, like if that's the rule, then fine, I can accept that. But if it's not, then why? Why would I you think, do that? Uh, Jonathan Anderson had like less than 20 looks, and I really appreciated it. I said this before, and I'll say it again. 
if you if you have something to say that it's completely fine for your collection to have like i don't know 40 40 looks 50 something like that as long as there's like still creativity because so some reason when you when you go over like 30 or 40 i feel like the collection starts to lose its meaning there's nothing to yeah. say. There's not no art behind it. It's just closed at this point, which is not which is not what I think fashion is about. Yeah, the whole purpose of runway is to like show your vision, and it's possible to do that with just a few looks. It's not about mm -hmm. displaying every cloth you can, every garment you can come up with. That's absurd. Yeah, especially now that we're trying to be with, you know, the global warming and the environment and economy, we're trying to be more sustainable and ethical. Um, so put that much clothing, that much fabric can can actually do more harm than good, you know? Yeah, it's so bad for the environment. It's not a good example. And just like the amount of waste makes me so sad because there are... Um, fashion students who had their graduate collections they they suffered so much because of the pandemic um and here people are just like it's just a huge waste. like they don't need to do this mm -hmm. Definitely. okay so then after our next collection uh have you seen Louisville? i'm sorry which one Louisville. I can't hear you clearly, I'm sorry. Louisville. Oh, I'm okay. I'm not pronouncing it right. No, I'm not sure how it's pronounced either. I, I used to call it Louisville. I think I've heard that um, somewhere. But yeah, I really liked it and why. I really liked it too. I thought that it had a silhouette, this really big silhouette. It, it was so exaggerated as well. And for, and for some reason, I really loved it. I, I felt like it fit the brand and what it was trying to do, especially with the colors and the yes. architecture. Yeah, like personally, I don't like to wear so much color, but this collection, it was really like dreamy. And mm. there was no like face and every look was unique. Yeah. I really like that. It had a very 60s vibe, kind of, you know, with the colors and everything, especially of the shapes. It rem oh, kind of reminds you, you know? Yeah, it reminds me of that. pop art. Mm. You're right and about the 60s thing. Yeah, it's just so pretty and beautiful. I want it all. I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> Okay, so what did you think of Alexander Fortier? Uh, I did not look at it either yet. What do you think about it? It was very Alexander Fortier. <laughs> okay. Nothing big, nothing special, but it was the brand. Like, it, it was what the yeah. brand was about. Yeah. That also works. Like, for some brands, it's just about making really pretty clothes. Mm. And that, that's, like, we need that. No yeah, drama. like that's what they are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you think of Patu? I think that's how it's pronounced. I'm not sure. Oh, okay, okay, Patu. Um, I don't know. I don't follow that brand because it's mm. 
like that vibe it's not me like i'm more into like the darker stuff or oh my god what do yeah, you think about I, it i don't really follow it that much but i actually really like this collection like okay. i really loved it um, i i kind of like this like shoulder pad the over exaggerated shoulder pad and i feel like they have a lot of that and also how big their clothes are i just like they're so pretty and so big and i'm a fan of colors like i literally do not have a favorite color because i am in love with colors i can't choose <laughs> so i okay, really I'm love this big collection right now and i really like it these shapes are so interesting and fun right Oh, I do want to talk about something. Uh, I've, it's been like going around high fashion Twitter ever since it came out. Uh, you know the girlies have been obsessing over it, and it's Blue Marine. What did you think of Blue Marine? Oh my God, I love that. I love that brand. I had not been following it. I think they they changed their creative director, but I remember like when I was much younger, like. 14 i don't i don't know when i exactly discovered it there's it's it's so sweet and i would definitely be there and this collection every look is just amazing i'm obsessed too it's very um uh, late 90s early 2000s yes like it it has a bit of that y2k vibe that everyone has been obsessed about lately but it's so but yeah. it still like has an essence of authenticity yeah exactly like the more evolved version which is really yeah and not just lazy mm. and the butterflies is just yeah i've seen shoes. a few works yeah i've seen a few works of boomerang before and i've i like those but this one definitely is one of the best so pretty so what did you think of alessandra ritchie i mean rich alessandra rich confused it with nina ritchie i think i saw that i saw some looks on twitter but i don't really remember. let me look it up what did you think about it i loved it it has this preppy style but it's so soft and you know really cute makes you feel you know very feminine and yeah i love i just really like that okay. i really like that preppy style too i think after joining asia twitter and mood for twitter i pay more attention to all these aesthetics and it's so interesting to um discover brands with, who are good at like their individual aesthetic and yes. do it like i can never pick one like if 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 they're good at it they're good at it and it doesn't matter what kind of aesthetic that is it could be 90s it could be all could be futuristic we need all of that it just has to be authentic i feel like the preppy style is something that has been around for a really long time now and it mm-hmm. has fit into that category of kind of like timeless uh dressing you know timeless dressing timeless fashion yeah definitely and i think anyone can pull it off like because 
the colors like they're neutral and yeah it's it's about like the vibe of the person like if you're into it there's like it's not that hard to put it on why did you think of Moschino? I'm not into Moschino at all I don't know I'm really what Jeremy Scott does what do you think I don't hate it. Like I said. Like I have like I loved some of them. Some of them I thought, you yeah, know, it was they were not as um but overall it was a not a bad of a collection. Oh yes, what did you think of Prada? Oh um I really like it and I mean obviously I'm such a huge fan of Rafson and Zanich are both. It's just this partnership. I had so many expectations, but it was kind of underwhelming their debut last season. But like, it's it's all right. But I miss the old Prada, you know. I understand what you're talking about. Uh, however, I do think that it has some kind of references to old Prada, kind of like '90s Prada. I don't know. So maybe it's from like the colorful coats and um, some of the silhouettes and the gloves kind of reminds me of spring 19, because 1992 Prada, it has the essence of that. And I really liked it for that. I didn't and I really like, yeah. yeah, I really like the sequence coats. I thought they were really pretty. And oh yes, the they idea. really stood up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love anything shiny. Those were my favorite looks, probably. It, it is definitely, definitely a fave. Yeah, uh, Fendi and Prada both are so comforting mm. most of the time. Yes. Do you have any favorite brand? Favorite brands? Like, yeah, like from Fashion Man. Okay. Um, I don't think so. I like different things. Like you said before. Mm. Is there a collection that stood out here? Um, not really. Like, for me, it will always be Celine. I am a little biased, but I was really... Uh, excited to see what Eddie does this season after E-Boys last season and I'm glad yes. that he has moved on and kind of you know evolved it and the pieces this season were really interesting and I would totally wear that stuff so for me personally it was my favorite everything was wearable and really fresh and he had a lot of reference so that was really cool but I hate that they did not release the lookbook. Yes. I still don't understand the complete reason behind it. Yeah. I don't think, like, um, Eddie is the greatest designer ever. So it's the greatest brand. It's it's just the perfect one for me. Uh, it's you know, cool. Yeah, it's like it's the one that... Philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. When you find that one that just speaks to you, mm. then, like... I mean, I like Celine, too, like... I love Betty. I love Celine. They're both mm-hmm. so very pretty. I understand. 
And I definitely liked um, most of the uh, pieces. So, and I def and I absolutely loved uh, the chate that they filmed in. The vibe oh, of it is pretty, yeah. so pretty. The cameraman seemed to love it a lot too. So, at least has something in common. <laughs> what are your favorite brands? My favorite brands. Oh, oh well, I do love Celine. Um the row i've been obsessed with gareth pa lately oh i love I him yeah I, I just i don't know why i've been having an obsession with him i just love him so much okay <laughs> um what else i love prada obviously who doesn't love prada um uh Elliot emil saint laurent i do like versace yeah, um, I don't know, like, nothing comes up, just comes to mind at this exact moment. I don't know, sometimes I just think of something like, oh my god, I love this brand so much. <laughs> like, it's just like, you get, you kind of, like, obsessed with a brand for a real long time, and then you're like, oh, let me move on to the next, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, like, these are, like, the basic brands that I have been a fan of for a really long time, and it never changed, you know? Yeah, you're a fashion student, right? I missed the episode where you did introductions. I am You're not a fashion student. Oh, what? Um, I think I've seen your illustrations. You've posted them, right? Yes, I do do so fashion I... design, but okay. I am not a fashion student. I'm actually okay. an interior design student. Oh, oh yes, I remember now. I've seen that. Or that it's literally in my bio. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I do like fashion design. Like I have been over there for a really long time. So yeah, it's definitely something that I do plan to pursue in the future. For now, I'm studying interior design. Interior design is fun. Um, it can be hard. Like I've noticed, you know, as an interior design student, they tell us to like work on things and you know design stuff and I'm like this is hard it's not as easy as I thought it would be like you need to go into a lot of things and especially to have ideas come to you and how you want everything to lay out because it is a space after all and especially with online classes now it is harder than it should be a little because um everything is online and you can't go to a space and like really look at it and you can imagine it's just a, a digital plan you know a digital blueprint you look at it and the measurements and they're like okay so come put come design this whole place change it you know take down walls put them again however you want it's up to you so that takes a lot i've found out that this takes a lot of brain process for the creativity to actually you know come to you yeah it must be really hard as you know a student of anything creative um, it's just not fair to, to have to learn that yes um i am completely concerned for the people who are going to hire me as the interior designer in the future if this is how i'm graduating <laughs> obviously i still have a few years left so th hopefully things calm down and get to go back, you know, so I can actually learn something. 
um, there's something that I want to ask you. As mm. being a student of interior design, being that be affected your view on fashion, are they connected in some way as creativeness? How are they different? I have discovered that fashion design is absolutely not that far away from interior design. So um, actually, even as interior design students, I was making a mood board earlier for design class. And I found myself adding a lot of fashion pieces into my design. So the concept of the design that I'm working on is, um, is like having a, making a Chinese restaurant and I need like a Chinese story or like, you know, something that has a lot of sentiment to Chinese people. Um, and I found this story about a cowhead and weaver girl and in it there's, it mentions seven goddesses. And each goddess kind of has a um, kind of like a special talent or a job. Like one makes snow, the other um, weaves the clouds, and one makes fire and everything. So I've taken the seven goddesses as the concept into making the restaurant. So they're going, like every age area of the restaurant is going to represent a goddess. And I'm going to have them like thrown on into the ceiling, kind of like a celestial beings is going so pretty but anyways um as i was making the mood board i took in you know Goupe. uh her designs are absolutely incredible so i've taken a few of her pieces from the spring summer 2020 co collection and the 2017 spring collection i've put them there as inspiration because they do have uh well first of all they're of Chinese culture and second of all they do have a lot of the elements that a goddess um, would have kind of like this kind of celestial being, very magical, very, um, how do I say this, very intoxicatingly dreamy, something like that. I don't, you know, I hope you're interested in what I'm talking about. But yeah, I've, and I've been like very much just connecting fashion with interior design as a way for me to enjoy it as well. And another thing that I've noticed is the guidelines of how fashion works. Like you'd see a collection in fashion and like, oh, that's a collection. In interior design, we learned this thing called a grid and lines that you have to follow so that you can make um, which you, the shapes and uh, kind of like a rhythm and the principles. I found the same thing. It also happens in fashion. Like you'd see a collection, but they're all following the same line, the same architecture, and the same shape, you know? And I, I noticed that that's actually really cool. Yeah, that sounds so interesting. And the way you were describing about like being inspired by goddesses and all that. And when you said that, you know, for your moods, you, you were uh, using inspiration from fashion. It's, it's also exciting. No, definitely. I really like that all of us, like, no matter what we're studying, it gives a unique perspective seeing fashion. That's yeah. so interesting. Definitely. Like, we're all studying different things, but we all have, but, like, fashion brings us together. Yes. But I do think that uh, my design doctor kind of wants to get rid of me because I, I literally put everything into fashion. She's like, hey, look at this. I'm like, oh, in fashion, we have the same thing. 
<laughs> and I've been doing this for, ever since I started college, and I don't know. They're like, okay, Safi, get it. You're into fashion. Now shut up. But then you have something you need to offer. Mm-hmm. I really want to see, like, your ideas and interior design. I haven't started it. We're still in the concept, you know, the outline. Yeah. We're still zoning. Yeah. We're still gridding. <laughs> but yeah. Well, um, it was really fun talking to you, Andy. And it's time to wrap up our today's episode. So um, I want to thank you so, so much for coming. It was really exciting talking to you and really fun. And thank you, everyone, for listening. That will be the end of today's episode. Goodbye.